Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host as always, Dustin P., and on this episode, we talk AMC's Into the Badlands, Chapter 21, entitled Carry Tiger to Mountain. Wow. But before we get into the episode, please allow me to introduce my co-host. He is the... You heard in the background, he is the ever-boisterous and cat-like Genius McGee. Genius, what's up, buddy? How's it going, man? Oh, we just got done screening the episode and uh, had a couple technical faux pas, I believe, on AMC's side where they kind of... They kind of put some uh, commercials in some very abnormal places today. Unfortunately, it affected my score, but I'll talk about that later. I think we need to rehash all of these when we get a, a copy of the Blu-ray for season three. Yeah. So, so um, the, the, we'll count this episode as like asterisks. Yeah, like Barry Bonds' so, home run record. You know, right. this is like the this is like the juice, right? Uh, the juiced up version of but, Into the Badlands. But then get spoilers. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so for the sake of brevity and and for our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Genius. What was your first take on this episode? I dug it. I dug this episode a lot. It, um, I'm noticing a trend. There was a big reveal. We there really was, liked this show. There was a big reveal at it. There was a point where I was audibly like, "Holy shit, yes!" I I was like excited. This this episode like really hit. But like I said earlier, like because of that weird editing, it really affected it. So like. Because it ruined my flow. Yeah, and I don't think it was editing per se. No, no, I think no, no, it was no. AM Com- commercial editing. Yeah, and I think this might have been one of those things where they just kind of you know flipped the switch com- a little bit too too quickly. Right. So that's why, like, when I'm saying editing on that, I'm you, you know that's exactly what I mean. But like, unfortunately, it ruined my it ruined the flow of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, unfortunately, threw it was you a off a little bit. Detriment. Yeah. But I thought it was really good. Yep. So what we had talked about before we started recording is that with the last episode, we kind of broke it down into three segments of the different characters. Mm-hmm. Now, with this one, you kind of did like a Essos, Westeros kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the episode is set up very much to where we can segment it like that. Mm-hmm, so what we're going to do, Wastelands and then and Badlands. Badlands. So basically, Wastelands is going to be um, Badgy and Sunny, Sunny and everybody and the out there. Witch. Yeah, out there, out there. And Badlands is everybody else, pretty much. So, yeah. So, which one would you like to touch on first? Um, let's go in. Let's go into the wasteland. Okay, we can go into wasteland. Yeah. So, what we see with this episode is that Sunny and Bajir are on the quest for the crazy witch. Mm-hmm. They stumble upon her. They they find her, and the kind of some weird like mumbo jumbo juju voodoo badlands stuff kind of happens right. it's, it's weird but even before that when they're walking up this mountain and it's a big treasure's journey and they find oh. and, and like <laughs> <laughs> it's like and they show up and the witches in like this old like abandoned like uh, a airplane yeah, like an airplane bunker. like a small airplane yeah, yeah like the one over in the peru there's like skeletons and like bite marks and shit on them and soccer balls right so <laughs> <laughs> nice alive reference <laughs> So, so the witch lives in there, and he goes. Well, so he's like, "Oh, well, you should know how to pick him." He goes, "Fuck, I was expecting a cuckoo call, <laughs> right?" I. It was moments like that where I was like, "That's funny as hell." I'm so glad Nick Frost is a part of this show. I'm I'm glad that they decided to cast Nick Frost. Yeah, because you know, with, with his work, I mean, yeah, you know him from the Shaun of the Dead and and some of the other stuff he's done, mm-hmm. but everything that he's done has been, you know, just pretty much straight laced comedy. You know, yeah. I mean, this is interesting to see him branch out into like action, but he still brings the comedic flair when it needs to be, right? And he can pull off some dramatic shit too. Yeah, he can. So I was really impressed with Badgie in this episode. Yep. Yeah, but um, 
they they stumble upon the crazy witch, mm-hmm. and the crazy witch immediately knows that Henry is a, a dark chi holder, mm-hmm. and right off the gate, right, yeah, she kind of senses it as as they first come in. Um, the very first shot we see when they actually enter in, and does nobody knock in the wastelands or the badlands? Ain't nobody got time for knocking. Just I mean, like, there's no doorbell. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of barge into her shit and be like, hey, uh, all right, cool. Badlands patrol. <laughs> Landshark. <laughs> right? But I mean, in fairness, I mean, his kid, I mean, like you said, he didn't know if he was live or dead. There's going to be skeletons yeah. and shit. So, I mean, in the badlands, I didn't think it can happen, I guess. But that's true. Hello, I, I, I did think it was it was kind of interesting the, <coughs> the way that they set up the crazy witch because you see all these kind of like, for lack of a better term, cave paintings on the side of this airplane wall, right? And they're just the, the basic sketches, etchings, and whatnot. And a lot of them have to do with the story that we've already seen in season one and two. I was gonna say, was it just me, or was that kind of like telling the story of Sunny? Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. she was waiting for him to come yeah. there. You know, kind of like, you know, the, the Yoda Dagobah scene with, with Luke. But with cave paintings, because, like, right off the bat, I mean, you yeah, have, Yeah, you saw like, Baron not- Quinn's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I brought a crayon. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you see Quinn's over, over in the kitchen. Sonny, you must be famous. <laughs> Make sure you get my good side on the painting. You know, <laughs> like, he's there modeling in front of the wall. <laughs> Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> but, uh... I, I, I did think it was really cool the way that they brought in the crazy witch and kind of retold the backstory through like the cave painting murals. Mm-hmm. And you see that Sonny and Baji, you know, kind of understand that their journey up until this point has been to bring them here. Yeah. I mean, even with as, as reluctant as Baji has been, he understands that, you know, at this point and at this juncture in the story, the crazy witch is the only person that can help Henry. And we find out even more backstory with Baji and the witch that, uh, he, well, we already knew that he was the mentor, right? But for him to like say they're that close, you know, yeah. and just he goes, I dropped everything to follow her, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew of that, but that was an interesting thing to see. And then that whole process of um, when the Mad Witch finally decides to save Henry, because that was quick. She yeah, goes, the Mad Witchery. Yeah, she's like, let's do this. He ain't got much longer. That was cool. It really was because we see the the Mad Witch grab a hold of Henry, and she she touches the the chest of Sonny and says, you know, I'm going to need your energy for this. Mm-hmm. And she completely submerges Henry in this, like, bathwater. Right. And I know that they probably did the the effect with, like, you know, black ink, just uh-huh. like regular inkwell ink. Yeah. But the way you could see, like, the dark cheek coming out of Henry. It was and, cool. And it was submerged. It was really cool. It was very cool, and it was in- intense. Yeah, because like, I don't know if she was drowning a kid. Right? She's this, this baby infant, and she's like, breakfast with me. Right, and so we're like, "Holy shit, she's drowning a baby!" Right, somebody save the baby, and then like, oh, meanwhile, but we see that like, it like you said, it was a really cool effect of just all that like dark energy just coming right. out, and she even says, "This is only temporary right. fix." She had a cool line. It was, um, um, "I'm only the salve, not the scab." Yeah, that, so, that like, was really cool. Yeah, like I'm only. It's this is a quick band aid. So, but it was very cool, and then. um but he was like, get out of her, right? And pushed her out of the way. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Thanks. You know? Well, but at the same time. He pushed her hard as hell. Right? But at the same time, I mean, save the baby. Because <laughs> it was, well, I mean, that I, was a tense scene. I was like, holy shit. I was just like, almost at the edge. Just like, oh, shit. No, don't, don't kill the baby. He's a dark chi holder. We must drown him. Right? <laughs> Burn him with fire. That's what I thought. We're about, like, half of the time. It's like, this is the witch. Burn her. 
you know, if he if he's lighter than a chicken, then he may live, you know. But, but we see her do her crazy witchery, <coughs> right? And, and expel this portion of the dark chi that's essentially killing Henry. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, yeah. we've seen him, you know, progressively get worse and worse as they've been on this journey to try to find her, and we see that you know the the crazy witch actually knows more than. Um, a lot of the people in the storyline up to this point. I mean, she knows that, you know, Baji had sent the signal to mm -hmm. Azra or quote Azra, uh -huh. but she also knows that it wasn't Azra that sent the signal back. Right. She revealed in this part that it was actually the pilgrim saying, Hey, I'm coming for a cleansing uh, fire. And apparently she has a lucrative ham radio business. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached the station that reaches the beaches. You're in morning witchery with the mad witch. <laughs> Welcome to the Wastelands Pontypool. <laughs> but it, it was it was cool to see that aspect of it and, and to know that she has this much foresight in the story. Mm -hmm. um, it was also cool to see that Baji didn't want to kill her. You know, he, he was mad about what, you know, how their relationship kind of broke out and everything. Yeah. And he keeps saying, you know, to Sonny, you know, take her, her sayings or, you know, fortunes or whatever with a grain of salt. Which was interesting to see because at the end of the day, he's still following along what the witch is saying. And she's still right. Yeah, she's saying, you need to go to Pilgrim. And we'll get to why that other part. I want to stick with Henry right now. Right. We'll yeah. go why Sonny later. Um, but he's like, yeah, that's the only one that's going to be able to say that. Hey, save him. So even though Badge is like, man, this is bullshit. I guess I'm going to go, you know, it, it, which is like, I don't know. It's an interesting twist to fate to see that you sometimes have to deal with that cards that you're dealt with yeah you know he doesn't want to once again go with the witchery but yet at the end of the day he's like well i yeah, did this I mean, so fuck we're, it we're at this point you know where else can we go at this point right you know we have to save henry mm -hmm. because otherwise he's not going to be able to be on this quest with with sunny because sunny's not going to abandon henry and he's not going to let him die yeah and he goes i'm okay so if the pilgrim just wants to bring fire and flame into this world and i'm the one that did it I might as well go see what happens, you know, <laughs> which is a weird way of saying like, my bad. Yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna right? to say that. Right. I'm like, oops. Right. But at the same time, well, my bad. I might as well go to, once again, go see what happens. Yeah, so I mean, I mean what pretty, else could he do? That's pretty much where Baji's at at this yeah. point. I mean, Baji knows that, you know, a lot of the, I guess the, the mistrust, the, the detriment of the badlands, the wastelands, all of this kind of keys around this, this, the master, the crazy witch, all of this bad energy, the energy yeah. that they've got going on, and he is partly responsible for all that. Yeah. But we did get the really cool reveal that we find out that Sonny is actually the the major catalyst, and he's got this like repressed memory of everything that goes on. An insane dark chi, yeah, buried hidden inside. This it scares the shit out of the crazy witch. This part made me cheer. I was like, yeah because like it blew my mind because I'm thinking like there's different levels of dark chi depending I guess depending on the level of the strength of the wear of the right. of the of the person for example like later on Crestor he's not long for the world Crestor what, isn't like, that the heart medication right. oh, you mean you mean caster <laughs> ask your ask your doctor so your right, right, right for you apparently but it doesn't cure distemper so <laughs> so you know there we know there's none of that it might help with worms but anyway we so we know that he's like weaker right we know that mk is stronger we'll get out to that 
and they're both stronger fighters. And I'm sure if you take away the dark chi, it's going to be at that same level too. Right. Uh, Caster is could not hold his own in a regular fight with MK. I don't think so. I right. mean, I think I think Sonny taught him a little too well. So your chi, what your power of your dark chi is based on what already energy you have. Yep. That being said. If the best fucking clipper in the Badlands, the absolute most badassery of them all, has this power to that boost is his power level, right? To boost his power level, that is insane to me. I love that aspect. I was like, yes! I'm just waiting for like Sonny to Hulk out and just like go he on. He turns a into Mark Ruffalo, right? <laughs> No, <laughs> but, but he's got Sunny Buster armor, dude. That made made me so excited. I was like, "Yeah!" Just I'm to, hella excited, man, because right? I think we've seen we've seen incredible wire work from this team. We've seen incredible, you know, choreography in the fight sequences and whatnot. And to know that, you know, he's at like a level six. Mm-hmm. To know that he can achieve like a level. T- you know, 10, 11, right. 12. Right. I mean, I, I wonder how the hell this choreography team is going to accomplish that. I don't know. Because, I mean, in this particular episode, we saw some pretty kick-ass fight sequences. We saw some cool shit, but we'll get to that when we talk about yeah. the Badlands. But that just made me, like, so giddy. But it also brought the question, she said, like, something this powerful had to have been locked up by somebody just as powerful. So my question is, Fucking who could it be? You know, you know who I hope it for. It's Quinn. You know, you know it. Like, take it easy there, boy. Let me take care of you. Boing, 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 boing. You know. <laughs> I cannot wait. I so hope he comes back even in Canada. Baron Quinn, some kind of like you know Shao Kahn or you right? know, Sung Su. I don't think it's Baron Quinn because I don't think he knew enough of like magic, magic juju. So he's over there, but like, still, he's reading a book. <laughs> Is this called y'all, Sonny? <laughs> he locks away his magic chi for some abracadabra. It doesn't work, but he can pull a coin out of young Sonny's <laughs> back in this year. <laughs> Heads, uh, uh, tails, uh, I declare. <laughs> I, I mean, it's going to be interesting because we know that you know Sonny has this this deep seated, I guess, false loyalty to Quinn. You know, for as many years that he was his head clipper, but not anymore. We also see that he has the same type of loyalty to Waldo. Yeah. And we've also seen a young Waldo so far this season. So yeah. maybe maybe Waldo is the one that locked it away. Maybe. You know. Well, we're getting conjectureville right now, but yeah. that that was a very um cheerworthy moment for me. Yeah, dude. I mean, episode. think about I it. Was ex- it. I was excited. Like the possibilities are endless. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you set up into the Badlands for some some hectic, chaotic shit coming up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Because, you know, if if the pilgrim finds out and happens to unlock Sonny, oh, all the all the heads a, are gonna roll. Right. Cause, Literally. Cause, yes, I had the opening scene of this episode. Yeah. But there's so many pieces now into play. This is fantastic. I really like this part, the sunny uh, aspect of it. I enjoy, which brings us now to any more. The, yeah, the Badlands. The, yeah, the Badlands. So with the Badlands, we're going to be talking about you know the widow, uh, Madam Chow, Crestor. Uh, I mean Caster. Uh, we're going to be talking about Nix, MK, Nathaniel Moon, Tilda, uh, Odessa, and all this. Um, so one of the first things that we actually see is Gaius Chow knows the Widow from his previous life, from when he was younger. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool how they they continue to build on the story and they continue to build the backstory of all these characters and they intertwine them so well in their in their pasts. Mm-hmm. So we find out that, you know, 
Madame Chow and Gaius's father was the very first Baron. Yeah. And he was apparently this just, you know, Iron Fist Stalin type Ruth, character. Ruthless. Yeah, no he was mercy. a ruthless Baron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we see how, you know, the widow, a.k.a. Minerva, yeah. um, and Gaius Chow actually come to meet. Mm-hmm. You know, Minerva was uh, uh, essentially, what would you call her, like she a handmaiden? Like, no, she was like a little, yeah, well, like a little servant girl. Right, a servant you know, girl just... for the, the Chow family. Mm-hmm. And... I dug with the with the widow origins. Yeah, <laughs> the widow issue number zero. <laughs> so um, we we get this interaction between Madame Chow and the widow, where she spills these drinks, and this is considered you know most disrespectful in this in, in this setting. High society and like. Ugh. And Baron Chow orders Gaius to lash her ten times. Mm-hmm. Well, Gaius tells him that you know I cannot do this because like it wasn't her fault. I right, mean, she tripped and he and they were kind of like checking each other out. I mean, yeah. He did it, but I mean, like, it really it happens, but... Beater! You know? <laughs> but I did think it was... It was kind of foreshadowing. I mean, you, you consider that the Badlands takes place so much far into the future, mm-hmm. but yet everything is kind of regressed back to, like, early, you know, plantation... Plantation America in, yeah. in like Britain and whatnot, where everything is dealt with with you know capital pun- you know cruelty and capital punishment and whatnot. That's how the Badland do. Yeah, so you know Gaius is is ordered to give her ten lashes with this you know essentially this beaten stick, and <laughs> and, and he says that he Julie can't do crusted. it. <laughs> he he can't do it. Yeah. So Juliet, who is Madame Chow. Tells her, and she is giddy about it. She is going to love kicking his chick's ass. She's, like, ready for it. She's like, you don't want to do it, fuck it, I'll do it. And she beats the shit out of the widow. Dude, she only, he only asked for ten lashes. I counted fourteen. That's I mean, she like, beat her ass like, like she stole right? something. That's like fucking one to grow on, like, whap! You know? <laughs> Dude, she not and she was just loving every minute of yep, it. Yep, and she's very sadistic. That was cool to see that there's that hatred going on, not just for control of the baronisms, but <laughs> the baronisms, right? But like, there's some deep. Hatred yeah, and and I think that was one of the things with this episode that I really enjoyed is the fact that it, this isn't just a war. This is personal. Yeah, between the widow and Madame Chow. This mm-hmm. is not just you know, oh well, Madame Chow wants to take over the Badlands. This is like. Nah, bitch, you hit me 14 times right. 35 years ago. Your ass is going to have some comeuppance. Uh, yeah, and then worse, fucking threw her in a pig pen. Yeah, and and so we we find that, you know, um, Gaius is actually helping Minerva or the Widow, uh, even at this juncture in time where, you know, he, he essentially helps her escape, mm-hmm. you know, and the Widow doesn't want to, I guess, recollect that part of the, the, the whole situation. Yeah, no, I mean, if she'd... You know that's got to be some horrific shit to just block it completely out of your memory. Well, you know? I mean, she did get her ass beaten and thrown in with a bunch of pigs. pigs. That, I, mean, I mean, that's... Yeah. And, and pigs are notorious for eating everything. So, yeah. who knows? Maybe she was left there to die, you know, yeah. by, by the Baron Chow. So, I mean, that's that's no another... Mercy. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Conjectureville. That, that's that's yeah. Their, 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 you know, their, their house stigil is essentially a dagger with no mercy on it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it makes sense. I mean... If you're gonna torture somebody, I mean, throw them in the pig pen. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> but but we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of Gaius. We get a lot of the widow. We get some slight interactions between her and Nathaniel Moon, mm-hmm. where you know Nathaniel tells the widow, you know, hey, I found Sonny. He doesn't want revenge. But the widow then says, you know, if he comes back seeking vengeance, you know, I'm going to kill you both. Yeah, both your fucking heads are on the chopping block. So, I mean, the widow is heartless. I mean, she's cold. She's calculating. Mm -hmm. 
but she's never broken a promise. That's so true. I, I mean, think Nathaniel Moon knows, oh, shit, I hope he doesn't come back. I hope that pinky promise is still good. No, he had that face. He had a look on his face like, man, I, I fucking hope he does. Yeah. He goes, I hope he does. I will. I am not. I said I'd let him go, and but he comes back, I'm going to kill him. I'm a man of my word, I but I want to kill him. I think he still wants to kill, even though his appetite for honor has been, like, satiated for the moment right i think deep down he still wants to fucking kill sonny oh i think he does too i yeah. mean sonny took his hand yeah you know he he wanted to die mm-hmm. and and it you know it, it, essentially for a guy like you know nathaniel to be this ultimate honor you know this this honor driven person right just to take his hand i mean and and then jack his sword i mean no he wanted to die mm-hmm. because he was bested by a better clipper yeah so i don't know i mean I kind of hope Sonny comes back. Me too. I Me mean, too. he's going to have to now yeah, that he's bringing. To, now I mean. he's he's supposedly bringing Henry to the Pilgrim. Uh-huh. So we're going to see some you know interesting breakout there because he's no longer going to be in the wastelands. He's going to be in the Badlands exactly. again. Exactly. So the the next scene that we see is uh, you know MK with Nick's Pilgrim and Cressida, and MK tries to use his dark chi to leave. Yeah. And we find out that the Pilgrim can apparently control. Everybody's dark cheese. Yeah. Yeah. With with the simple words of peace be with you. And also with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it makes sense. I mean the, the dark cheese that makes you go rabbit and crazy. Peace. You yeah. know? I mean like like it's like the crocodile dundee, like <laughs> when he like tries to call him the water buffalo. Please tell me that there, there's gonna be a donk <laughs> reference somewhere in here. It's only a Nick, Mick. <laughs> but uh, but we do see that the Pilgrim can control pretty much everybody that has dark chi. Yeah. So is he going to be able to control Sonny if Sonny finds a way to unlock his dark chi? I don't know, but he needs to control MK. But 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 and MK even asked, you know, how the hell did you just do that? Right. You know. And, and the the Pilgrim is playing it kind of cool. He's like, oh, you can leave if you choose to. You are not a prisoner here. Yeah. And he's he's winning over MK's confidence. It's and interesting. Trust. Yeah, it's interesting to see the Pilgrim work in action. He goes, hey, you whatever you want, man. Oh, like, he's a like, deceitful bastard it's too. Very cult like. But even before we get into that, but it's interesting because he's got such a, a, a dynamic about him. The Pilgrim. I mean, he's a very interesting character, even at the beginning when he's like facing Madame Chow face to face. And uh-huh. Madame Chow's like, nah, I didn't send him. He goes, fucking liar. Here's mm-hmm. what it is. You're going to give me some, uh, a thousand yeah, guys. Give me a thousand people to help me with this, with this, this effort. With this effort. Basically, he's crippling her, like, yeah. for the widow's war. on Because he is technically on the widow's side, even though he's not really on his. The very uneasy side. alliance. Right, right, right. So, I mean, it makes sense strategically but it's interesting to see him because he's so cold and calculating but at the same time he's so caring like we're talking about caster mm-hmm. right when basically he was going to the uh uh Cressida and he's like hey can you help me and he goes fuck you he, he's you're gonna go right but he's talking to when he's talking he, uh pilgrim's hearing all this and he's like hey he's not just some guy he's my my friend he's Number two, so it's good to see him really care about his people. I mean, deep down, he's a very, I guess, not, he's not a villain because he's saving his own. He's looking for his own skin. But at the same time, he's so devious about it. Right, he's, and he's trying to bring this fire and fury, you know, this message that Ankara talked to, to Sonny and Baji about. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's trying to convert all these people to the, the house of Ankara, uh, of uh, Azra. With a very join me or die Right, attitude. yeah, exactly, you know. 
uh, it's it's very you know it's very cultish. Yeah, because like he doesn't give a shit about. He's very join me or die because he doesn't give a shit if he'll kill you. But once you're like in his circle, he really cares about you. Yeah, he shepherds and he shepherds his flock. You know, he and, until you like like abandon him. He's it, very it's very weird because most people are like oh yeah yeah like Cressida said oh you're you're gone fuck you you know bye yeah you it's know? a complex character I mean we've seen that with a lot of the AMC yeah. shows it was so I even put in my notes good on Pilgrim for like sticking up for uh, Caster I thought that was really yeah because he could have just he could have discarded him right knowing that MK has this this power and knowing that he is more powerful than Caster is yeah um I did think it was kind of cool to see the the kind of teenage jealousy with Caster mm-hmm. um, when Nick starts showing uh, MK the, the little Viewmaster slides. You already found my replacement and then you're going to fuck him too? Fuck you. You know, it's like, calm down, dude. Calm your tits. I understand shit's going and like, you know, you know things are going bad, but at the same time, dude, don't just like, raw, you know? Yeah. We, we know you're dying, but slow your roll. Right. Slow your roll. You don't want to die right now. You know? <laughs> And then the next part in the Badlands we actually see is that uh, Cressida manipulates Caster to go on this, uh, essentially this hunting mission Mm -hmm. for Iron Rabbit slash Tilda's little encampment that Lydia used to run. Mm -hmm. So Caster, you know, he wants to take it to the Pilgrim. He wants to take it, you know, and get the blessing. And he wants to take Nyx with him. And Cressida is like, no, you know, you must go alone. You have to go alone. And I think Cressida is setting him up. You know, it's big time setting up. I, I think she anticipated that either the widow was going to find out about it or somebody was going to kill him. You think so? Yeah, because he's already weakened. Yeah. You know, and she she knows that he's weak. You know, she's well, already said that it's just like, you know, she she needs to prepare the pilgrim for Castro to die. I mean, I, I, I know that she know, he knows that he's weak, but I don't think it's like that manipulative i think it's more along the lines of like you're gonna go die you might as well go die in a place oh i don't think you're giving bad oprah winfrey enough uh (laughs) (laughs) enough credit man (laughs) i mean you know he's like if you're gonna go die you might as well go fucking die doing something like fucking for the team i mean but do you think there's like more like i do i think evil oprah (laughs) (laughs) i think uh I think that her her manipulation of Caster yeah. is setting up even more so for MK to kind of slide into that spot. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, and, and kind of be the number two with, with Nyx. Because he is super fucking powerful. Yeah, and, and she, she knows that he is right. way more powerful than Caster. Right. So Plus, Caster's about to die. I mean, even anybody, like half of MK, if you have the dark chi, you're like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know? Yeah. So... You know the 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 portion with MK and the Pilgrim. The Pilgrim actually takes him on you know this this little journey away from the Natural History Museum mm-hmm. and shows him this excavation site. You know, so what are they what are they unearthing? What do you think? I, I there's got to be some weird. It's got to be some type of religious temple or something so. that maybe might even be you know he's, he's trying to unearth Azra. Maybe they know where Azra is. Yeah. You know, and and like I said, you know, I, I think I made the joke in probably the first or second episode of the season. You know, the the whole World's Fair kind of deal. I think when they unearth it, I think it's going to be like a real like rusted, dilapidated kind of kind of structure. Yeah. That's going to be it's going to be better in their minds than what it is in reality. So yeah. I think they're going to be chasing like a you know like a red herring. You know. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think it'd be tight if it was like a switcheroo. Like they take it off and then he winds up like the Sphinx. 
It, it's the it's, <laughs> it's fabulous Las Vegas. For some reason, like the, it's Earth the well of flipped. souls from Indiana Jones, <laughs> ah, just something crazy. I I don't know. As long as it's not like demons or something, you yeah. Know? No, I don't think it's anything like that. I think they're trying to unearth some type of religious, you know, edifice or whatnot, you yeah. know, from the from the past. Because you know, the pilgrim has been very. I don't want to say religious, but you know, no, he's a zealot. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, cultish is, yeah. is is adequate. Yeah, and I think it's more spiritual. I mean, he's trying to find whatever it is that can rally these people around him and rally him to the cause. At the end of the day, I think he's looking. He is looking for that better world, but he's just got like yeah. And he even mentioned it. He he wants to build a better Azra. Out of my way or die. Right. You know, it's just it's it's really weird. I don't know. I, I like him. I like the pilgrim, it, it, but. And this one, he showed a lot of uh, he showed a lot of complex layers about him. Yeah, and I really dug that about his character. Yep. So we get some interactions as well between the widow and Lydia. Uh, they're they're you know fortifying the wall and and kind of going through you know preparing for any type of siege or any type of battle. Mm-hmm. And you know Lydia has this kind of girl moment, this heart to heart moment with the widow, and talks about you know why well, I heard the stories about your husband and how brutal he was. And, you know, the widow even makes the comment about, well, you know, I, I apologize for, you know, for your Baron as well, talking about Quinn. Right. And Liddy even goes, you know, he didn't beat me. Yeah. He chose to, you know, manipulate me, you know, mentally and about, you know, talking about the different wives that he took after Lydia and, and all the other stuff, you know. The mental abuse. Yeah, the, yeah. the mental abuse that he, mm-hmm. that he put onto her. So I think that... that I guess fortifies their bond a little bit more because yeah. they both are uh, stronger women because of the situations they've gone through. Yeah, um, they survived. Yeah, and, and I mean they're they're hella that, strong they, players in they, this, right? And you know what? Good for Lydia saying, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta trust people. Yep. I mean, because like Gaius really has always been looking out for. Um, the widow even right. called her by Minerva yep. which like fucking like even that episode she goes nobody calls me by my name unless I tell you can you know which was interesting and he's like Minerva 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 right <laughs> <laughs> she's Marcia Brady it man I know you ain't I've known you well before you was shit right <laughs> which is very cool so I, I'm good for, once again in my notes but good for Lydia for saying hey trust people and good for uh, a widow to one trust in what Lydia said and give Nathaniel a second chance, you know? Yeah. Because she could have gone like, insolence! But like, you know... But do you really think the widow would have been able to take Nathaniel Moon? Yes. I don't know, man. Yes, I think at the end of the... Not with Robo Hand. You really think the widow's going to be able to defeat Dr. Claw? I think so. I think so. I'll get you next time, widow. Next time. Until it does... <laughs> but, uh... No, I think she. I, I. I. totally think like if it came down to it, Widow could take the thing. I mean, she's got some moves, man. I mean, she, I think she's got the speed. He's got the strength and the power, but I think she's got the agility and the flippability. You know what I'm saying? Flippability, right? Is that an actual martial arts term? Yes, it is. It's she's from, got the flippability, <laughs> right? It's flip foo. Hey, but- <laughs> if we learned anything from the '90s, it's that flip mode is the squad. <laughs> it's, it's the squizzard. But <laughs> no, yeah, I. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know, man. I'm 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 thinking that um, you know the way they're setting up Nathaniel Moon and with with Sonny having to come back, it's going to set up a very uneasy tension. Yeah, because you know Sonny is going to the Pilgrim. The Pilgrim has this weird, I don't know, 
rapport with Madame Chow now where he just throws heads at her feet. Right. He comes in the game like you try a to sack get full him of heads. Fuck, right? Yeah. And just, she goes, I didn't do that. And then Cresta lies. Just like, <laughs> I love that scene, dude. It's just it, it was just odd to see all that. Right. Um but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see Nathaniel and Sonny and you know Madame Chow and then the widow all break out because the widow wants Sonny dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathaniel Moon says, you know, we're cool for now, but if you come back to the Badlands, which Sonny's doing, um, and, and <sighs> yeah, let, yeah, keep going because he. But you, then you've got MK and Tilda and Odessa. But then you know, let's let's take it to where we had a second faux pas on the on the commercial editing piece of it when we get Caster meets up with Madame Chow's little, I guess you would say, attack group, mm-hmm. and he leads them into battle against Tilda's um, refugee camp. Which was interesting, to, because I totally forgot, I knew that, I forgot there was a camp out there. And I there did was, too! And that it was specifically them. But first off, fuck you, Lisa Mattresses, for <laughs> uh, fucking up the flow. But twice, 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 Lisa Mattresses, fuck you. This show is sponsored by Lisa Matcher. <laughs> no, no, not anymore. No, 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 seriously, fuck off. But um, no, it, it was so cool to see like everybody gather up and fight. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, because you saw you saw Caster lead Madame Chow's forces into battle, and they just start killing everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single person they can come across. You know, and even the 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 head uh, security detail of Madame Chow says, you know, kill everyone. No, he you said know, save some alive. Right, save some alive, but I mean, kill everyone else. Anybody who anybody who tries to fight, fuck them up. Right, try and, and take and some alive. Bur- they're burning the refugee camp. Because and they're doing it on like I guess be, not on behalf of the pilgrim, but it's it's interesting to see that. Um, cause like I said, it's a weird. It's like a weird triangle between yeah. those three. Yeah. So and then for her for Cressida to send Caster to go help out. And then everybody's fucking up. And I was like, holy shit, it's the rabbit camp. You know, I forgot about yeah. the rabbit camp, like we said earlier. And, man, I was a little disappointed in Tilda. I was, too. I thought she was going to be able to break it down a little bit better than what she did. Yeah. But it was interesting to see because um, that dude was a badass. He Gai- really was. Gaius was a badass in his own right. Gaius fucked. That was a great fight siege moment there. Gaius was fucking people up, and then that guy came in after he beat Tilda's ass. But he held his he held his own. And I thought the the really cool part about that whole fight sequence is, I mean, yeah, we saw a little bit of wire work, mm-hmm. but a lot of that was just choreography. Yeah, I mean, with the the swords and the way that they were battling, and I mean, it was fast. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about like some lightning movements? I mean, this was quick, you know, fast strikes and whatnot. So. Ah, man, hats off to the freaking choreography fight sequence team because that was incredible. It was a really good fight because everybody got some really good licks in and he beat the shit out of Tilda. And I'm like, come on, Tilda. I was like, that was one thing. I was like, you're better than that, Tilda. You Maybe know? she's getting a little soft because she hasn't had anybody to battle with. I mean, I she's know. she's back in good graces with the widow. Sort you know, she's of. not robbing, stealing, well, and everything else. I you mean, know, pillaging. So. Maybe she's enjoying settling down. Yeah, like she's like happy with Odessa now, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like, no, fuck you! I'm taking all your people, and I don't know. Maybe just took just, her by surprise. Yeah, that's true. I was, I was like, come on, Tilda, step your game up. But Gaius got his good licks in. Oh yeah, he did. But it was 
Dana Moon didn't have to do that much. He just came in like, let's do this. And the guy was like, it was such a good thing to see. Like, the Nathaniel Moon's like ready to, ready to roll. Gaius pops up behind. The Widow's, or not the Widow. Uh, Odessa. Tilda's like, uh, no, Odessa's like, let's do this. And he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of runs away. But, I mean, you have to... You have to give some serious props to the widow, yeah. Because I mean, you know, Caster turns on his dark chi, and she completely kicks his ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the widow without any kind of dark power is, is a formidable foe. But I mean, she was pulling some flip kicks and she was kicking that dude's ass up and down. Caster fucked him up pretty. Caster fucked her up pretty good. Uh, I I I messed up my earlier pre-minute statement. Caster was the one kicking Tilda's ass. Yes, and. He kicked the shit out of her. Yep. And that's where I was like, come on, I know he's got dark chi, but you fought MK before. And MK is stronger, so by property dissidence... By seven able- degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Tilda should-, should be able to kick Caster. Right! Ass. That's where I was like, come on, come on. But like you said, he like, took it by surprise. But then, we got this. God damn, the Widow is a bad motherfucker. She, she is-, is a bad mamma jamma. Woo! She... Kick the shit out of him. I mean, she takes him captive. Yeah, you know, and and he he in his last moment of petulance, he's like, the the pilgrim is not going to be yeah. happy about this. And it's like, shut up, bip. <laughs> <laughs> Just kicks him in the face, right? So I mean, that it sets up the characters for some you know some interesting interplay mm-hmm. in, in the shows to come. You know, in the episodes that we that we've got later on in this season. Yeah. So. Like we do in all the episodes. No, we missed the final scene. What was the final scene? The final scene, the painting. That painting oh was, my God, that painting was that? rad as fuck. That painting. That was so cool to see Cressida, like, just, like, and immediately. Yeah, evil Oprah just kind of wigging out in, like, a trance almost. Right? And she's, like, just painting, like, fucking devil's candy. She's over there just painting this thing. And immediately, like, I saw the tally marks. And I'm like, I did, too. Oh, it's sunny, Sonny's coming. It's funny. To that, to them, he's like a Baba Yaga. He's bringing nothing but pain and destruction. To them, he's kind of like the hope and the villain, you know. Yep. And to have this painting of blood, and she's like, whatever he's coming, he's he. This is what I see. He's bringing death with him. But right? she doesn't even really know what it Why? is. I mean, you know, she she's just making the marks, and it's it's you know, I, I'm assuming in blood. Yeah. Like some kind of sacrifice yeah. or whatever she had done. Probably but she's back. She's making the uh, the marks, and it's the the exact same you know markings that that Sonny has tattooed on his back. And MK's like, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Know and the pilgrim's MK. like, what is this? And and MK's like, well, I know what this is. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is. You know tattoos that Clippers get in the Badlands for each person they kill. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, what do you think?" And he goes, "Well, I know this pattern, and the pattern is ex- exactly the the tattoos that Sonny has on his back and arms." Yeah, that painting was so fucking rad. If it's not a print, it needs to be. Whoever painted that painting was dope. That it's, would be a, cool. It would be a sweet painting to have hung up on like a wall or so. What's that? That's the best Clipper in the Badlands. It just you know? like you, you shine a black light on it. Baron Quinn's faces in the background, <laughs> the like invisible arm, ink, right? Like with a big armadillo on his forehead. No, um, but fucking calm down, MK. For him to go, I'm gonna kill him, and he's like, No, we need him alive. Wah. Yeah, because did the you po- see that? Like, Wah. yeah, he's got that little like you know petulant little kid like. Because the pilgrim says, you know, his and his and my futures are intertwined. Yeah, you know, so the pilgrim needs to needs to know what Sonny's all about. I mean, he needs to know, or he's gonna try to find he, out. He gonna learn today. Oh yeah, he gonna learn. Quick. I, hope, I hope he doesn't turn on that light switch. Right. 
But for like MK to be like, I'm gonna kill him, you know, calm your shit down. Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, 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 it's an interesting dynamic, and I cannot wait to see what happens now. <sighs> yes. So, with all that being said, do we have anything else that we need to cover? I cannot believe I forgot about the last part of the show. I'm telling you, that needs to I be like a print. Blocked out. It needs to be a print. Okay, so like we do with every episode, we rank them on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. Genius, what say you? Okay, this is a 7.5 asterisk. Okay, and, and because of Lisa Mattress? Yeah, <laughs> this is because of Lisa Mattress. Fuck you, Lisa Mattress. Um, potentially 8, 8.5. Okay. Potentially, okay? But, but because based on it... it took so much out of it out of it for me and i was like like what the fuck right i i had to like knock it down yeah it and gone, like i said it man. Gone higher it, but it's not fault of the show it's fault of amc or whoever put the commercial in the middle of the tense right and i think one of the things that you and i can do you know later on is after this comes out on dvd <clears throat> or blu-ray or it's streaming or, yeah, or, or whatever streaming, you know where we don't have the commercial interruptions I think the flow is going to be better. Yeah. So you're going to go with a 7.5 asterisk, depending possibly. Right, right, right. And right. I'm going to go ahead and go. This was one of my one of my more favorite episodes. Yeah. I'm going to go with like an 8.5. Nice. Because I think it gave me a little bit more, a little bit more, I guess, confidence in what Sonny's trying to do. I, I don't think he's just the clipper anymore. I mean, he's now this proud papa that's trying to you know kind of shelter his kid. Mm-hmm. Um. It gave, you know, Nick Frost a lot of funny moments with Baggy. Yeah. But it really showed just how kick-ass the Widow can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see not only the like the, the fists of fury that she can, you know, let loose, but you also see a softer side because you see, like, a... Not necessarily... Gaius isn't a love interest, but you see... Possibly. Like, I but but I, don't th- I don't think it's a love kind of thing. Right now, But yeah. I think right now is, is what you see is this, like, this long-lost friendship that she had from, you know, days prior because... Honestly, besides Tilda, we really haven't seen her interact with anybody. Yeah, interact anybody that's, on a on a friend kind of level. That's very true. So, I mean, I think she's just she's lonely. I mean, she's just really lonely. I think that's the reason why she's confiding so much in Lydia. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice to see her open up a little bit more. So, you're gonna go seven and a half asterisk. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go eight and a half asterisk, which I think this might be the first time I'm actually higher than you. Significantly, so please. But yeah, no, I agree. I with everything you said, it was a great episode. But I do want to remind everybody that we will be back next Monday with Chapter 22 of AMC's Into the Badlands. No, we will not. Why will we not? It doesn't come back until July, June 3rd. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that they've got like a mid-season hiatus. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah. Boo earns. Yeah. Boo earns. Hey, but that brings us just more anticipation for when it does return. I'm still calling Boo Earns. Me too. Hey, we can always we can always rewind it and go back. Maybe we can get maybe we can get it on demand and we can come back with an, an asterisk score. There we go. There, I demand a recount. Yep. All right. So <laughs> on behalf of my co-host Genius McGee, I am Dustin P. <laughs> and I'm gonna go give the baby a bath. <laughs> <laughs>